I'm just quickly googling something to remind myself. We'll figure it out. We'll get it out. You know, we'll figure it out. That's always the way with me. We'll figure it out. There's no real pullback. I, I use that phrase a lot. We'll figure it out. We'll see where we are. Because that's all you can do, right? <laughs> People question this all the time. It makes me seem extremely relaxed. We'll see where we are. I'm doing that every single day. You wake up in the morning. You will think to yourself, we will see where we are. We will see where we get to. I will try this, and I will see where we get to. And yet, it doesn't always go to plan. Right. It never does. In fact, it's very rare anything goes to plan in the in the world around us. That's the reality of the world. That's chaos. We discussed that in the previous podcast. Now, when I think to myself about the world, sup kids, welcome to the Yarn Concrete Podcast, by the way. I did forget to say hello. And, you know, I, I should probably make sure to introduce the show once in a while, just in case you're kind of popping in for a random thought and a little thought experiment as we, as we do. I don't know if these are thought experiments, more just me rambling. Did you know it takes me 20 minutes or 30 minutes to so, or so to get to a point, when in reality, I've already gotten to the point. I'm just retracking everything which we've ever said in my head, because at the moment I did it, like, the speed of sound, or light, I don't know which is quicker, light or sound. I feel like light is quicker. Light probably seems quicker. Sound, I feel like there might be a friction, friction somewhere in the air. But it's hard to get me back onto topic. And isn't life hard? I know that seems to come out of nowhere, but isn't life hard? Isn't it just a struggle? Isn't it just constant conflict and difference and getting anyone to agree on anything? And can't we all just get along? Can't we? No. We can't. And it's unreasonable to expect us to. And that's not me being extremely negative or pushing down anyone who does want that. I I think it would be great if everybody could get along. But I do not think that that is a realistic expectation in a world which is founded on the idea that anything and anything and everything can happen, will happen at any one point in time. You know, flower pots and whales in the air at any space in time, those things can happen. That's the world that we live in and we didn't necessarily even choose to be in. We, we were just introduced to it. You yourself are a moment of chaos within the world. That is something to appreciate. That is incredible. Think about the things which had to happen for you people to exist. That's important, right? You don't detract anything by being introduced to the world. You are just introduced to the world. You know, your parents had to have a moment where they both just kind of sat there and, and everything came together. Maybe there was wine involved. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe it was, you know, just a causality thing. Maybe there wasn't even any kind of like real introduction to that. There doesn't even have to be penetration for people to be brought into the world. We can bring, we can just, we can just bring life into the world. That's the world we live in. And then when you sit there and you say to yourself, hey, wouldn't it be great if we just all got along? And I'm like, you think, you look at those two things. You look at the beauty of life and the, the, the chaos, which is bringing life into this world. And you think it is a reasonable request to be like, we should all be temperate. And we should all just relax and get along and make agreements. No. Do you know where that leads to? It leads to weird systems and weird, like, overarching laws and structure and people just giving away their rights. That's what that leads to. If we're all just in agreement all the time, 
everything would have to be agreed. At some point, it would mean someone would come along with some idea like, we're going to ban, I don't know, hats. We're going to ban hats. And, and, and everyone would be like, okay, let's ban hats for a while. And then someone else would come along a week later and be like, no, let's unban hats. And for a week or so, everyone would have thrown away their hats. What kind of world is that? We'd be, I mean, it's very rare that I wear a hat, but I mean, that it'd be absolute insanity if we were all so agreeable all the time. And yet, I fully appreciate it is the most frustrating thing in the world to try and get anybody just on the same page as you, right? That's something I think I appreciate to such a scale that not that it's made me at- apathetic to people or discussions or anything like that or arguments i will happily have a discussion and an argument if it's if if the mood calls for it but i think that appreciation is something which comes into mind every single time i try to discuss anything with anyone and i guess that's what this podcast is an answer to because you can't really answer back to me not right now you know you, you can do so in the comments you can do so on twitter and instagram or wherever i post this and reddit reddit's probably the place where i'll get the most disagreements but Oh, no, actually, no, Instagram. Instagram's where I get the most disagreements. There's a lot of vocal people on Instagram. But that's where the things happen, right? That's me pushing something out into the world, and this is my unadulterated space where I just think about things. And so I've removed one level of conflict by just giving myself a platform. And that's why I balance it, by trying to give other people platforms. That's why I balance it, by trying to get things going and and push things through. And I, I, I worry about people who who can't, not necessarily can't deal with conflict, but people who who think the world would be better if it was so agreeable. Right? So there's a few things which I've, I've kind of used over my time in my life to describe things. And I realize more and more, I actually use a lot of um, metaphor and, and wording from scientific process, such as chemistry and um uh, physics and things like that and i got thinking the other day about things in motion right and of course things in motion means that i'm going to end up thinking about newton and the laws of physics and all these things which happen hang on i want to do a quick google there's a there's a there's a place in lincolnshire called newton did you know that Anyway, so newton is is one of those people who who put these laws of motion into play and the ideas which came from it are very interesting. And they're interesting from a conceptual point of view as well as a physical point of view. So for an engineer, anyone looking at these things and physicists and all these kinds of things, they're looking at the world and they're going, oh, well, so we've got these rules to existing. We've got these rules to reality. And thus I can figure out how a trapeze works and I can figure out how a trebuchet works and I can figure out how a, a twin jet plane. I wanted a word which began with T and I couldn't think of something in motion, so I want a twin jet plane. Deal with it. Now... The whole lot, the idea of these things is it's harder to get something into motion than it is to stop something from spinning, right? That that's that's one of the core principles of laws of motion, as well that um, things in motion will generally keep going, right? That generally, if something is in motion, it just stays in motion, and that's an interesting thought in itself. And this applies to things like spinning wheels and. Uh, cogs and you know turbines and all these kinds of things and i think they're interesting as well because i think they also just apply to ideas 
They don't just apply to physical objects. They apply to anything which is going on in the world. It's very hard to stop someone, right? It's very hard to get someone off a train of thought once they've begin, begun working through that train of thought. That's inevitability. And you'll understand this, right? You'll have experiences like this. You'll have experiences in the world where you think to yourself, it'd be great if I could just change their mind. It would be great if I could just change their opinion about this. And you, you see it in, I, I recently read an article online about uh, radicalism and teenagers. And you watch teenagers form these ideas and get sucked into these 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 activities. And you're thinking to yourself, it would be, it'd be so good if I could just reach in. But they're in motion, right? They're, their brains are in motion. They're on that train. And they're going quicker and quicker and quicker. And... Sometimes that's the idea. That's the push. That's not radicalism, but that's the push for anything. It's just trying to inspire emotion. It's trying to get people, you know, stood up, going, doing something. I think a lot of what I try to do is just encourage people to do that. I'm not necessarily trying to inspire you. I don't think I'm particularly inspiring. I think I just try to push you in motion a little bit, try and get those cogs moving, try and get you progressing because as soon as you progress as soon as you realize that you can spin you keep spinning and you keep spinning and spinning and spinning and, spinning and you do things so stopping someone from being in motion is actually quite hard it's not impossible but it's harder to stop someone than it is to, to kind of to pull back from things because of then of course you get things like a false equivalency as well where someone who's spinning will be like well i spent so much effort to start spinning I spent so much time getting the vehicle going, moving along. I don't want to have to go through that again. They begin, that's because you remember that. You remember the struggle that it took you to get into motion. So when someone comes along and tries to stop that, it, it develops chaos. It develops damage. It's going to have an impact. And it's going to have a moment of inertia where they're just going to take out whatever hits them, right? The way I think of it is like a turbine, like a propeller, is that if your propeller's in motion and it's going, it's just going to go and go and go and go and go and go and go, and obviously it will eventually come to a stop. But when something's conceptual and abstract, there is no stop. There's no stopping until the person just ceases to exist, in which point they're, they're gone. And who knows? They may have triggered a few other propellers in the motion. They might have had a bit of a domino effect and suddenly rolled along and triggered all these pushes and, and, and going. It's It's... It's chaos. Well, it's not chaos. It's kind of formalic, formalic, even. And I think that's something which is important to keep in mind when you think about any conflict you've ever had, right? This is something which I, I kind of feel like I want people to understand more when they approach arguments and when they approach disagreements, right? And there's a line which I, I, I feel like I stole from somewhere, but I'm going to use anyway, right? It's... It is much, much harder to align cogs which are in motion. And that's the line. And what do I mean by that? Well, very simply put, I'm going to ask you to imagine something. So imagine you have two cogs. They're spinning. And you only have control of one cog. Kind of like a clutch in a car. If you know what a clutch is. And you have these two cogs and they're spinning. And you don't know what what kind of speed they're doing. You don't know anything about why the other one's spinning, but you know that in order to make something progress, you need to be aligned. You need to be linked up, working together. Maybe you even know you have the right size teeth for one another. But 
you're going to have to line up with that thing. Now, to do that, you're going to have to do something which is kind of dangerous. You're going to have to try and align whilst you're both spinning, because getting that cog to stop is going to be extremely hard, as we've already established. So what you're going to have to do is introduce yourself into the teeth of the other cog, right? And what's going to happen when you do that? Simply put, you're going to either lose a few teeth or you're both going to get ground down. Because aligning two cogs which are in motion is hard. That's the truth of it. Now when you think of those cogs not as cogs, and you place them instead as people, and you realize that every single person, as soon as they dropped out their mother, is in motion constantly until death, you realize that's why everything's so difficult. That's why every single interaction you have is filled with this level of potential damage and filled with this level of potential chaos and potential disruption and one coming off worse than the other because we haven't all got the same teeth. We haven't all got the same alignment. We aren't built to the same size. Some are big, some are small, some are, you know, minuscule and some are really spiky and thin and long and other ones are big and fat and plate-like and some have the little cogs in the time where some of them like come into a pyramid point. I'm talking about cogs again. Come into a little pyramid which looks like Madonna's like breastplate from when she was in the 80s and that's the world that's them spinning round constantly there's no avoiding that either so when you approach any argument and situation you think about how you're interacting with every single person in the world you have to appreciate that they are not the cog which you are seeing necessarily they may be slightly different than you judged from afar when you thought i'm going to go interact with that person so Let's think about this, right? If this was physicality, and this was thinking about actual cogs, how would you go about slowing down a cog and aligning two cogs in motion? Is essentially the crux of the matter. And I can almost guarantee you, you'd study the cog, right? You'd take some time out, you'd try and find out about it as much as possible. You'd be looking at the size, the shape, the weight, the teeth, you may even adjust your own self, your own cog. You might shear some edges off. You might make yourself bigger. You might realize that you need a different cog to get the idea that you want into that space. You might align them so well. And even then, even when you picked out the perfect way to do it and you thought, okay, well, maybe I can get them to slow down a bit. And you did get them to slow down a little bit. They ain't really going to change because they're still in motion and they're also not ready yet to change. You're going to have to take all that time and extra effort to think about the person you're going to interact with. And then hope that when you push in, it'll work, everything will progress and the system will keep spinning. And I can't guarantee that every single time. But the more thought you put into that, the better every interaction you have will be. I see a lot of stuff online and in person where cogs in motion are coming into contact with one another and just obliterating one another. And some people do that for fun. Some people want to be the damaging cog and then they get eaten alive afterwards. And that's a good thing. Some people don't. Some people step back and never interact with anybody else. But you see a lot online of two in-motion forces coming together and just not appreciating the point of view of the other person. It's something which I try to put into every single idea and thought, discussion which we have on the podcast, 
is that I'm really just trying to consider every other point of view that I can. And sometimes there's not time for that. Sometimes, you know, you're going to have to make a rest decision. But if you can and you can take that space, you're going to have so much more enjoyment from doing it as well. And it becomes more of a collaborative effort. This is one of those, these kinds of thoughts where I see a lot of discussions where people are saying, well, you know, I don't get involved in these arguments because people aren't willing to discuss, right? And you see it a lot when someone's as well is thinking to themselves, well, I can't be nice to this person because they disagree with me. I have to go in on the offensive because if I don't, they're just going to destroy me. And it can be for one reason or another. It can be for anything. I mean, if we take pineapple and pizza, which is such a negligible thing in the world. Think of our world where we have pineapple and pizza. We have two great objects. We have pineapple, which is delicious food, and we have pizza, which is a delicious food. And people are so visceral about it you know it'll be it won't be oh you know i disagree i think pineapple and pizza isn't isn't very nice it'll be no you're a moron you're stupid and it's all this extra stuff and you simply know it's because at some point in their life they've come into contact with another cock and that cock sheared a few teeth off and they thought i can never have that happen again i need to be on the offensive all the time and i hate to see it especially in art communities because you have no need to be on the offensive all the time. You have no need to be doing that. And it's just insecurity which is driving you. It's driving your cog at a higher speed. And it'll eventually just it'll cause damage to yourself more than anything else. You know, you'll end up a bit ostracized and, and out. But at the same time, I think even if you have something positive to say, something which you're trying to push out into the world, you need to try and at least consider how the person you're interacting with ended up in that situation in the first place. Because as soon as you do, you can use that to your advantage. And that's not manipulation. That's not, you know, corrupting or changing anything or, you know, exploiting anyone. That's just consideration. That's the beauty of discussion. That's the beauty of conversation. That's the beauty of letting one another have their little space and letting them explore that space I had so much more success talking to people from their viewpoint and then introducing my own ideas it's probably the most effective way of trying to convince one to do something or get something done in the same way of allowing people their abstract space in a situation allows you to see what they're going to do and we discussed this in the previous podcast It allows you to see how they will react to a situation. Learning more about them allows you to see how they'll react in a situation. And it's just basic research. That's all it is. I know the world is frustrating hugely. It's extremely hard to get anyone to change their mind. It's extremely difficult to get a balanced conversation, especially online. And I'm not saying there will be a world where we will just get along. Because I don't think that's reasonable, as I said at the very beginning of this. But I think the more both sides of any conversation can take a moment to appreciate the other person as a person, the easier all those conversations will be. The less teeth will need to be broken on the cogs which are trying to align. And the more society will progress. So when I look for people to the show, that's all I try to do. Consider their side. 
take that into account with the things which I'm saying. Introduce a few of my ideas and see how they land. Conversation's complex, magical, intriguing, and dangerous at times. But we're all cogs in motion. It's important to be realistic about them. Change is good. Change can be bad, but change for the most part is good. It can be productive. And there's a want to bring a lot of change around. But if you're constantly just throwing yourself into other cogs in motion, you're going to hurt yourself and damage the greater idea. Because everyone will expect anyone with the idea to come at them in the same way. Maybe something to think about. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. But remember, it's harder to align cogs in motion. So learn about them as much as you can. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.